welcome to The Messy Breakup. My name's Rebecca Burke. I am a counsellor and family law mediator, and we are here talking all things relationships and breakups. So today's podcast, I thought it would be worth touching on how to avoid a messy breakup. Um, <laughs> so there's a, couple, there's a couple of basics here. Um, don't cheat. Don't lie. Try not to be an asshole. Um, don't character assassinate your ex. Um, you know, there's there's basically a couple of a couple of real basics there, but um, obviously, um, that things can get a whole lot more complicated than that for uh, just an absolute kaleidoscope of reasons. So, um, I I don't want to keep it too stupid, but. Um, you know what, what, um, what we see a lot of is people who start to want to flex their power outside of a relationship and, um, become in love with the fight and that becomes your new relationship. So yes, you might be broken up and yes, the, the relationship might not have been sustainable as a loving, supporting relationship. And instead it has turned into a relationship of the fight. Hopefully that makes sense. So what do I mean by that? The relationship of the fight. So there, there are people out there and there are dynamics out there where every single point becomes an issue And you know what, even if you totally do not interact with the other party, there are still instances, and I have seen them, there are still instances where 15 years later, 20 years later, they will still try and get their hit by accusing you of something ridiculous or um, trying to uh, rekindle an old flame of an argument don't worry about an old flame of passion. They want to rekindle an old flame of an argument. Um, and, and truly these, these kind of personality types don't care who they drag into it. They'll drag in the children. They'll drag in extended family and friends. They'll drag in work colleague. They'll drag in whoever they can to try and raise you, to try and get you to fight. Now, there will be times when you will need to level up and square up and push back. And there will be times where you need to really zoom out and ask yourself, what will you achieve by engaging with this nonsense? All right, so be really clear with yourself. Don't let it become, for an example, a knee-jerk response. So that means flinging back insult for insult, going toe-to-toe with um, the tit-for-tat, just going backwards and forwards. Um, That's completely obviously unfruitful, but what you're doing is you're re-engaging in an actual relationship with your ex. So I'm going to give you a couple of examples of how this affects your life and how this affects your future as well. Um, 
So I have seen uh, both personally and professionally examples where a person is still so engaged with the fight with their ex that new potential lovers, flames, partners that come along get so bored like, oh my God, Yawn, really? Do I have to listen to all this crap about your ex all over again? That um, that they actually lose potential future because they are so embroiled in that um, argument still that, that their identity is still in being right over someone who you know, really doesn't matter anymore, apparently. Um, so that's a question to ask yourself. Uh, are you in that dynamic? Are you in a dynamic where you are still so much in a relationship with your ex, even though it's your ex and you don't want to touch each other anymore? You don't want to see each other more. You are so passionately in hate with each other that you love the hate and you love the fight. And that still sucks up all of your energy, leaving pretty much, you know, a lousy 5% to anybody else who um, is unfortunate enough to hang around that situation. I strongly recommend, like I said, zooming out and reassessing exactly what you're getting from that. People don't engage in activities unless it feeds them somehow. If it's feeding a negative cortisol hormone, stress-fueled, picking-at-the-scab response, I would recommend reconsidering that (laughs) position and um, checking in with uh, some really good advice on how to refocus your energy and, um, and how to be strong enough to ignore all of the taunts and all of the invitations that suck you back into that cyclone of confusion and anger and hate and all of that ugly, ugly stuff. So (laughs) that's one example. Another example I've seen is where friends and extended family are so fascinated with your breakup that they actually want to talk about it and they want to ruminate and they want to engage with your ex and they want to engage with your children and they want to to do things that keep that fight alive. Again, that's where hopefully you're emotionally mature enough to see what's happening there And to be able to zoom out and take a really good overview and go, you know what, I see what you're doing and um, yeah, knock yourself out. That's not for me. You do not have to engage. Um, I've seen people say, oh my God, you need to, you need to fight this. You can get money out of this. You can, you can fight, you can fight. Uh, But asking yourself, how much it will actually cost you, not just financially, but emotionally. How much of your future are you mortgaging to fight? Some points, as I said, 
are worth fighting. And when you zoom out on that and really consider, I would pick and choose those extremely carefully. Um, again, family and friends, yeah, they, they, it can be their own ugly ego perhaps coming out in that if they're engaging with that, um, even though I'm, I'm sure that they love you to bits. But um, sometimes, sadly, they don't really have an interesting life of their own and they will um, wallow around in the drama of whatever else is going on around them and just kind of pick up the dregs and scabs of whatever they can because things apparently are a bit boring for them. Another time when you need to look out and and be really cognizant and mindful of, of when things have really lost focus is when perhaps each of you are wanting to achieve what you might hope is an amicable outcome and you might want to tell yourselves that you're doing the best things for the kids and that um, <clears throat> you're, you're really trying to work out the smoothest path possible, but you still keep finding yourselves in a situation where you might be saying things like, oh, I, I can't believe you spoke to me like that just now, or, well no, we agreed on this time and now you've made it five minutes later. Or I can't believe you gave them McDonald's. I can't, I can't believe you gave the kids McDonald's for dinner when you know that's not what I like. Why would you do that? They are in actual fact quite microscopic points. And if you think about it, if they're happening regularly, maybe it's, it is a way of re-engaging you again into that relationship relationships are not always romantic. They're not always um, fueled by love. Relationships can also be a relationship of a battle. Um, the, the worthy adverse adversaries, as they say in war. Um, and you know what? It's up to you if that's the kind of life that, that you want to live and, and want to be in and the dynamic that feeds you and comforts you and makes you feel good. That's fine. Um, it is in extremely unhealthy. It, it, it will release stress hormones in your body and if you have children in their bodies as well. Um, it, it, so, it, you know, from a health perspective, it's not recommended uh, so how do you get out of this dynamic? How do you truly end that relationship? Well, what, what we say in our practice, uh, Damien and I, is to, um, it, it sort of becomes strictly business. So you might, and you know, like I said in, in the very beginning, there's a kaleidoscope of different reasons why you might need to be engaged uh, with a dynamic still with your ex and sometimes that is because truly you are actually great friends and that's that is the pinnacle of reasons why you would want to still be um in any type of relationship and that is that you get along well you can still support each other and there is a healthy feedback there is a healthy um 
oh, buy in there, that, that it's something that's good and nobody else suffers from that. Um, then there's those other ones where, um, like I said, family and friends, they're, they're in that sort of, um, oh, I, I just see, um, yeah, birds of prey circling a carcass, picking the bones kind of a, a thing and, you know, making jokes at dinner parties and things like that about exes. It's really bad taste. Um, and you know what? It, people who are in healthy relationships do see that and it's pretty, yeah, I don't know, it's a bit off-putting. So, um, you know, if if that's where you're up to, just just don't you don't need to engage with your family and friends on that topic. You can engage with them on every single other topic, but that one's out of bounds. Um, and it's okay to say that in a really healthy way. It's like, you know what, guys, this doesn't support me. Th- thanks for the interest, but um, you are not supporting me by doing this. Um, have a think about other ways you can support me. Uh, and then of course the other one where if you find that you just kind of dissolved into an unknowing tit for tat and sort of getting annoyed by every point and annoyed by every conversation, it's, it's having the presence and maturity to be able to, um, just zoom yourself out for a second, um, have a tiny little out of body experience, look down on yourself and go, Oh dude, what are you doing? (laughs) Or do I really want to be stressing out about, you know, the McDonald's for the kids or the way they spoke to me on the phone just now? Um, Do you really want to trouble yourself with those ideas and thoughts? Probably not. So, you know, do whatever feels right for you in, in letting that wash over you and letting that go. It could be mentally chucking it in the bin. You know, I love to flush things down the toilet because that's all where all good crap belongs and um or or you know it can be just a gentle reminder to yourself was like oh that was that was yesterday me today me doesn't do that tomorrow me doesn't want to do that either um you are allowed to reinvent yourself every single day you're allowed to do that give yourself permission to do that um so (laughs) aside from the obvious points of um you know trying just not to to do crappy things to each other um they can be the finer points of being in in a somewhat messy messy breakup so avoiding them is you giving yourself power to decide what you interact with essentially and what you don't Um, I have seen situations where one party will simply not interact with any single thing because that other party was so toxic. There is just no interaction whatsoever. And look, that's a personal favorite of mine. Um, I've, I've, I've seen it. I've dealt with it in uh, a professional context as well. There is no reason why you need to interact um, unless there are children involved and then it's strictly business. You, you don't need to discuss anything except the children. Um, allow yourself to each day remind yourself of your boundaries and be gentle, be kind with them. Don't respond or try not to respond um, with the same 
energy that's coming to you, you can deflect that energy um, with your own personal healthy boundaries. So hopefully that has been uh, a couple of quick healthy tips. I try and keep these podcasts nice and short. Um, so yeah, avoid a messy, a mess, a blah, 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 avoid a messy sentence. Learn how to speak. <laughs> avoid a messy breakup. Just choose not to be in one every single day. Don't engage with that messy stuff. Thank you for listening. I'm Rebecca Burke.